Good morning, and welcome to the 29th year of the Three Tailgater Show on 1061 FM Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. The Three Tailgater Show is presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. The Three Tailgater Show is also presented by the Allstate Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics, and by Francesca's by Katie's in New Orleans, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. The Three Tailgaters are also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln, by LifeGate Church in Metairie, Bergeron Automotive in Metairie, by Premier Automotive with locations throughout the New Orleans area, Segnet Landing Restaurant and Swamp Tours in West Wego, Petri Transport Services, John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge, Life Resources Ministries, and by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. Promotional consideration is provided by Central City Barbecue on South Rampart Street, Venezia Restaurant on North Carrollton Avenue, Two Tony's Restaurant at West End, Porter View Restaurant in Metairie, Reginelli's Pizzeria with locations throughout the metro area, Yield College Inn on Carrollton Avenue, Messina's at the Terminal and Runway Cafe at Lakefront Airport, by Copeland's of New Orleans and Kenner, Desi Vegas Seafood and Steakhouse in Metairie, Chateau Cafe with locations in New Orleans and Kenner, Moe's Pizza in West Wego, Hooters Restaurants in Metairie and Gretna, Geo's Pizza and Spaghetti House in Metairie, Hobnobber Cafe in Metairie, Fat Boy's Pizza on Metairie Road, by Mike Sirio's Pooh Boys in Delhi on St. Charles Avenue, by That's Amore Pizzeria in Metairie, Bears Pooh Boys on Causeway Boulevard at Metairie Road, and by Sunray Grill on Belchase Highway in Gretna. Now here are your hosts of the Three Tailgaters Show, Ed Daniels, Sports Director of WGNO and WNOL, CrescentCitySports.com and the Clarion Herald, and Cumulus Radio New Orleans Sports Director Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com, the Saints Hall of Fame Museum, the Greater New Orleans Quarterback Club, Life Resources Ministries, and Delgado Baseball. And a pleasant good morning and welcome to another edition of the Three Tailgater Show here on Nash Icon 1061 FM. We're on the web at NashFM1061.com. Tune in app available anywhere in the world for you to listen in via iHeart. Of course, you can catch our podcast following the show at CrescentCitySports.com. Just click on podcast on the left side of the column. You can also get us via Alexa at home. Tell her to play WRKM. Email us at WGNO.com. Ken at CrescentCitySports.com. Or call the show at 504-260-1061. That's 504-260-1061. Chock full of guests this morning. We'll talk to Frank Daggs of McDonough 35. We'll also visit with Scott Watney of Holy Cross. And we'll talk with Tim Rebo of Nichols. And we start off by talking with a good and great friend, an outstanding coach, and a guy that's been getting it done now for a long time. I don't know. I think uh, as Ed Daniels, my partner, joins me now. I think this guy's been at St. Paul's for like 105 years now, Ed, or something like that. What 107. 107. Okay, I just wanted to make sure I But you know I what? He took, a, he took a vacation in the middle of the season. I want him to tell <laughs> you about that. <laughs> he took a vacation, huh? Well, you yeah, know what? When you have that kind of seniority, when you have that kind of seniority, you're entitled, okay? Uh, ain't no doubt. I mean, I'm, I'm at the airport picking up my daughter and her husband and off off the plane comes Kenny Sears. I think I think he flew a charter. I think he flew private, Kenny. I think it was his own plane. Well, I mean he's a you know, he's an administrator, he's a disciplinarian, he's a he's an executive, you know, he's got seniority. So yeah, he's got that budget, no doubt about it. So there ain't no we, doubt we, about that. We jest of course, but it's great to welcome our friend and 
outstanding head coach of the St. Paul's Wells Ken Sears to the broadcast. Ken, listen, appreciate it. We joke around, have fun, but we appreciate you. Congratulations on a, another really good win last night. Thank you, guys, and thank you guys for having me this morning. It's our pleasure, Coach. Look, I mean, when, you, when you're good in all three phases, you're not going to lose. Your kicker's been brilliant all year. Uh, your defense physical and play good up front. Your offense scored basically on every possession. This was a complete performance, wasn't it? It was. You know, the first half, they, when they got, they got off the bus ready to play, you know, and it's playoff football. So uh, they're playing for their lives, too. But, uh, you know, our defense tightened up the second half. And, uh, you know, offensively, you know, we pretty much asserted our will the second half. But, uh, you know, coaches made great adjustments. We, you know, we did a great job in the special teams game. You know, we always feel like if we, if we get two of the three phases – you know, playing well, you know, we got an opportunity to win, but if, if all three are playing, uh, you know, it's even better. You know, that, you know, the degree of difficulty is, is much less for us. Uh, but the, the kids played well. The coaches did a great job making adjustments, and, uh, you know, it was a good night for us. And, Coach, we had another Drew Talley field goal on the highlight reel last night. Guy's pretty incredible, right? Man, I tell you what, he, I think it was a 41, went right down the middle. I think it would have been good from 55, you know, easy. And and what do you think his future is, Coach? You know, somebody, you know, he's such a good kid. He's got one more year with us. So, you right. know, he's got yep. another year to get better and, uh, you know, make, make great kicks like that. And uh, he's just going to get stronger. And, uh, you know, I can see him playing definitely on the next level. You know, he's uh, – He's just so consistent, and, and he can handle the pressure. Um, and like I've said, he's been doing it since he's a freshman. You know, won, won a big game for us as a freshman. Uh, when, you know, last last play of the game. Um, so he doesn't let a lot of things bother him. And, uh, you know, sometimes that's hard for a teenage kid to, you know, to get through, especially a kicker. But uh, he's uh, He's special. Well, you've had them before, Coach. Where do you find all these guys? You know, uh, a lot of times, you know, these guys, you know, Drew, he may have played soccer when he was younger, but, uh, you know, he was always came through the program as a kicker. A lot of times we get guys, our soccer program's, you know, so good that guys, you know, who, who look like they, they're not going to make the team or, you know, not playing much. They they come out for an opportunity, and you know we've had a lot of that in the past. But uh, you know, Drew's been with football, uh, you know, since he's been in the eighth grade. So, uh, you know, a lot of the other great guys we've had have come from the soccer program just to move on, and, uh, you know, try their hand at something else. But um, certainly, he's he's a different cat. Ken Sears with us from St. Paul's. What's been, you know, the biggest improvement? I mean, your team. He hasn't lost since, you know, early season against Brother Martin in a competitive game, and you've ripped off all these wins in a row. What's the biggest improvement you've seen in this team as the season has progressed? You know, uh, offensively, uh, I feel like we've we've just gotten a little bit better every week, and we found a little bit more balance uh, in the ability to throw the ball. And ironically, you know, we lose one of our best players in Jeb Reyna, uh, you know, who broke his leg in the North Shore game. Uh, you know, we were really run heavy, uh, you know, still trying to find consistency in the passing game. And, and it just clicked for us the week after North Shore. Uh, you know, we found that balance. You know, we, we go into a game where, um, 
in the Covington game, I, you know, we throw the ball and hit our quarterback hits 11 different receivers at some point, you know, rotating guys in the game. And, and, uh, all of a sudden the light bulb went off and, 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 uh, you know, so that, that in itself, um, you know, gave us the ability to convert all on third down. So, you know, when we get in those bad situations, you know, before that, you know, we ground and pound and, um, you know, third and long, you know, we, we would struggle with it. And, uh, but now, uh, we definitely have some consistency and we, and the kids are, are, uh, buying into what we're trying to do. And, uh, you know, we just get a little bit better every week and, uh, you know, it's happening at the right time. Well, you get a familiar opponent and Archbishop Rommel in the quarterfinals. You see them every year. So, and no secrets here. I know there's tremendous mutual respect both sides of the Christian Brothers rivalry, but I guess it, it, it's a helpful thing when you're facing an opponent that you know, that you are very familiar with, because you see them every year. Well, I talked to Nick this morning, and I said, man, I, I know that's a long ride back. He said, but thank you, because I don't have to take the long ride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we talked this morning, man, what a great job they, they, they've been doing. What a resilient team, man. And uh, it, they uh, – they just have a great culture over there and uh, always have. And, uh, you know, um, they, they know how to overcome adversity. So, obviously, uh, this is going to be a, a hard-fought game. And uh, so, uh, but uh, I'm just glad to be home and glad to be playing them. And, uh, uh, you know, certainly uh, glad to be playing a good friend like Nick. So, um you know, it's a great opportunity uh, Thanksgiving week to come out and see some good football. Ed, final word? Coach, what wins these games late in the season, do you think? You know what? It's just who – it's playoff football. Sometimes it's about who wants it more. But, uh, you know, our kids uh, throughout the season really um, had played so many tight games and, and came back in the second half. You know, just that that grit and wanting it. Uh, you know, sometimes that, that overcomes athleticism. Sometimes that overcomes, uh, you know, the, the height and weight factor. And, and uh, you know, I'm just real proud of our kids of, of the way they've responded to adversity as well. So, um, you know, um, it's not about looking backwards, but it's about looking about what's right in front of you and, and uh, you know, how you respond to adversity, particularly in the second half. Well, it was a demonstrative statement last night. 38-14 over Tioga at home and the Wolves at home at Hunter Stadium against Rummel in the quarterfinals and a chance to get to that elite semifinal round. Always great to be practicing Thanksgiving week, Coach. Congratulations. Absolutely. And thank you guys for ha- having me, and thank you for everything you do for prep football. It's thank our you pleasure. so much, Coach. Thank you, Coach. We appreciate you. So, again, we appreciate Uh, Coach Sears and what he does, uh, and a great win last night, a solid program to say the least at St. Paul's. And they're playing very well now. So it's 504-260-1061-504-260-1061. That's a football team that's playing well, Ed, and getting better all the time. Yeah, you know, and like Coach said, they lost one of their best players. But, uh, you know, they just seem to, to have it going. You know, you can tell when a team has momentum. And I think that's one of the things that makes this game so intriguing, Kenny, is that Rummel has some momentum. I, you know, I, and uh, Coach Sears touched on it. Rummel's had a lot of adversity this year. Yep. 
And uh, yep. they've, they've hung in there and hung in there and hung in there. Went to Shreveport and won two weeks in a row. And uh, the winner of this game gets to the semifinals. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a, yeah. it's a fun game. I've, I've been to that jamboree many times. And it's, uh, it's always well played, but always done in a, uh, in, a, in a great fashion. It ought to be a heck of a game. Yep. Uh, Rummel very resilient with all of its injuries this year, and including some more last night. But uh, that's, a, uh, that's a resilient team and a really good program. Uh, speaking of really good programs, Holy Cross, the number one seed in Division One Select, showed that again last night in a dominant performance, 42-0 over its arch rival. Jesuit, the outstanding head coach of the Tigers, Scott Watney, joining us now. Scott, listen, congratulations. Never easy playing a team twice, but your team surely answered the challenge in great shape, didn't it? Yeah, incredibly proud of our guys. Um, you know, obviously, especially proud of our defense. <clears throat> but as I said yesterday, it's good. To, it, it, it's a little bit easier to play defense and keep scoring points. You know, so it was very much complimentary football, man. And um, you know, it was, a, it was a good victory for us for sure. <clears throat> well, obviously, I mean, when you everybody knows about your offense because you got so many weapons and they've been great all year long. Uh, but you know, if you're going to uphold that number one seed and really have a chance to win a state championship. It's going to be your defense that's going to have to get the job done, and it looks like this is an improving unit. Yeah, I'll tell you, we, we, we got our teeth kicked in week seven when we lost to Brother Martin, and we had a staff meeting that week as a defense and sat down with our coaches, and we have great coaches. And, you know, we really dissected, you know, wh where our flaws were. You know, even though we had won six games and we're 6-0, and uh, Brother Martin really – uh, like I said, kicked our teeth in, and we, we had to come up with some answers that we uh, look ourselves in the mirror and see what we weren't doing. And, man, we went back to fundamental football. And the following week, we obviously lost the car. Um, but, at, but at the same time, we could see the improvements of our defense just in that one short week of going back to fundamentals. And now that you we've been doing fundamental technique, eye discipline, driven practices, um, you know, we're seeing, the, you know, the benefits of it. And, you know, we played really good defense in the last three weeks against our last three opponents, two being Jesuit and one being East St. John. So, you know, you're right. I mean, in order for us to actually make a real run at this thing, um, we're going to have to continue to play complementary football. And that's in all three phases. And our defense needs to continue to keep improving, which they are. Ed? Coach, I know Ando had a big uh, run last night. Uh, he's, you know, I don't know if he's been overlooked, but he's a really good back, and you have him back next year. How, how important is he as, as to what you're doing? Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, he's exceptional. I mean, and it's hard to not – you talk about one, you, you feel like you're doing a disservice to the other two because the other two are great too. You know, Kieran and, and Claude uh, – Kieran Smith and Claude Johnson and Caden Ando, man, they just – and they're probably the three best teammates we have on our team because they're ultimate competitors. No doubt they would love to touch the ball more, but they love each other more than anything, man. They're as excited for each other on the sideline. They're staying. I can hear them right when, they, you know, when a big run gets broken off. I mean, I heard Keyron and Claude cheering for Caden when he broke that touchdown run. Um, it's just, you know, I mean, that's what you want. You want great, healthy competition, and those guys bring that. And, um, you know, I mean, Caden's a huge part of what we do along with the other two guys. Visiting with Scott Wandy of Holy Cross, and obviously – you know, having all those weapons is huge, but it all starts with Cole Canatella. When you have, you know, a three-year starter at quarterback that mature, that's gotten that much better every year, uh, that runs your offense, that's why uh, your team has a chance to, to go a long way, if not win it all. When you've got a quarterback that is that good, that really just opens up every avenue, doesn't it? 
Yeah, I mean, he's exceptional. I mean, you know, not only is he an exceptional quarterback, but he's an exceptional leader. Um, I mean, when he trots out on the field, every in our stadium believes he's going to get the job done. Um, and he's proven it time and time again. His toughness is second to none. I mean, uh, and, 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 he, and he's just got, you know, I mean, he's got great ability. And, you know, he's got a great coach that puts him through the ringer every single day at practice. And, you know, he's disciplined in what his assignments are. He, he You know, he never makes a, a, a mistake worse. You know, if it's a mistake, he you know, he doesn't do anything to, to monopolize it. Um, and, and I'll tell you, he doesn't get enough credit for this. His ability to evade rushers and, and, and have a, a pocket presence and use his feet when he needs to is a huge reason why we've had drives that looked like they were about to, you know, go into punt and hopefully, you know, flip field position to where we're getting first downs or we're getting manageable fourth or third downs uh, because of that. So I think that's what he's impressed me the most is that he's gotten better as the, as the season's gone on is his ability to evade rush, stay in the pocket and deliver a throw or when he needs to get out and then use his feet. And he can run, man. He can flat out go. So, uh, I mean, we saw that last night and we scored a touchdown, but um, he's exceptional. And, and you know, we've said it all year, how he goes is how we'll go. Um, you know, so, I mean, it, it's a pleasure to have him. And, you know, I wish I'd had him more than one year, but I'm definitely soaking up having it this one year with him. Ed? Coach, no secret to what Acadiana does. Um, you know, I, I, I know that you, you, you've got to – you really got to play really good run defense against them because if not, they'll keep the ball away from you, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, now, you know, I mean, Brother Martin really uh, kind of laid the recipe down for, you know, how to, how to stop us, which is, you know, limit us on possessions. Um, you know, and that night we were, you know, we were three for six on touchdowns with a missed field goal, you know, and then, you know, so, I mean, we had four out of six possessions we scored, but the other two were really the difference. We wound up losing, you know, by three. The only thing that we can do differently from that that lesson that we learned against Brother Martin that we know we're going to have to take in Acadiana is, is we need to flip, you know, as slow as they're going to go, we need to go that much faster. You know, so we feel like if we can get the ball snapped to 25 seconds on the play clock, then, you know, we feel like we're kind of negating how slow they're going and limiting our possessions. And obviously first downs and scoring is going to help with that. Um, but, I mean, to beat Acadiana, if you can get on top of them and stay, you know, you got a great chance of obviously winning the game because they're a slow, methodical type offense just in nature. They have a chance to have big explosive plays, but you go up 21-14, you know, you got to feel pretty comfortable in that scenario. So that's going to be the message for us to try to get an early lead. And so how many, plays can, how many plays can you run in a minute, Coach? How many plays can we run in a minute? Yep. All right. As fast as we can, I don't. I mean, I don't know. You know, probably six, seven, maybe even more than that. Just, it just give or take. It also depends on on what we're calling. But um, I think that's the. You know, we did this a little bit last night. You know, uh, Ryan and Jesuit over there offensively was 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 utilizing the clock to his advantage, which is a smart move against us. But um, I thought we moved when we needed to move the ball fast. We did. You know. And Acadiana, last but not least, look. I mean, you know the history of that program with all of its championships, and they're always there, so they're accustomed to this. I guess the other thing is, you you know, you faced John Curtis this year. Does that help at all in preparing absolutely. for an offense like this? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, who does it? You know, I mean, obviously, Katie is great, but who's done it better than them, right? So, like, you know, and that's just not in the state. That's that's in the country. So, yeah, having put, faced that opponent already, um, you know, definitely gives you a, a sense of confidence going into this game, but um, – you know, Curtis and Acadiana, two different teams. You know, I mean, even though they're same style offense, but two different teams. And, you know, they're obviously used to being in this scenario, talking about Acadiana. And, and, and we're trying to get comfortable being here. And hopefully, you know, next time we have this conversation next year, you know, 
we're more comfortable in this scenario. But our kids are elated about this opportunity, and we've done a good job all year as coaches keeping them hungry. And um, I can tell you after last night's victory, they're looking forward to this, uh, to this next opportunity. One other comment here, then I'll let Ed finish up. Just, I mean, Holy Cross, last time in the semifinals, 2013, the opportunities there, just talk about what it would mean to this school and its, its alumni and its program to get that far. Oh man, I mean, it, you know, I mean, you know, uh, social media is just blowing up with, with with Facebook and just proud tigers all over the freaking country. I mean, it's just uh, it's been awesome, you know. And as an alum, man, I, I couldn't be more happy for our community. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if there's a word to actually describe it, but it would be amazing for us to get into a semifinal game. Yeah, final word, Coach. Knowing that you have this opportunity with this team, and you have a lot of seniors, is that put a little more pressure on you or is that not part no of not at all and i'll tell you why we we actually we put a lot of pressure on ourselves in that week seven matchup against brother martin i keep bringing it up because it was it was really what kind of turned the tide for us and and and, and like i said you know really had to kind of look ourselves in the mirror our team plays well when we don't when we don't allow them to feel pressure we have a team that's just full of energy and enthusiasm and the moment that they feel pressure from me they feel tightness they get tight and they don't play at their best. So, I mean, we're we're going to do our best to play is, is pressure, less pressure field um, type type football for us to go play well. And you know that was kind of the situation. And man, let's just go have fun. You know, don't even talk about that this could be over. I mean, they don't. Our kids just don't. They don't do well with that. They do well with. Hey, man, we got three more weeks of this. You know, like just keep 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 just keeping them hungry. So, no, nah, no, no pressure. He's Scott Watney, the head coach of the Holy Cross Tigers, on to the quarterfinals to play Acadiana. Coach, any idea when and where you're playing yet? Uh, no, sir, not yet. We're still talking about that. Gotcha. Well, let us know. We appreciate it, and congratulations on another outstanding win. Thank you all so much. Appreciate you. You got it. Thank you. Coach Scott Watney of Holy Cross. We'll take a time out here. When we return in just a moment, we'll talk to Coach Frank Daggs. On the McDonough 35, Ron Eagle, the big winner at St. Louis Catholic last night. Still to come, T. Rebo and Nichols. We'll talk to Tim as well. That's all next here on Nash Icon 106.1 FM and at NashFM1061.com. With over 15 acres of cars and trucks at the Lamarck Automotive Complex, there must be a reason. Buying a new car shouldn't be complicated. That's why our expert staff is here to help. I've been selling new Ford cars and trucks since 1970. It's over 50 years. Wow, there must be a reason. With your lifestyle and budget in mind, our finance team works hard to be the best in the business. Only at Lamarck Ford, at the Lamarck Automotive Complex. There must be a reason. Celebrating 90 years of excellence, the All-State Sugar Bowl is one of college football's most enduring traditions. And for nearly a century, the Sugar Bowl delivers for New Orleans, for Louisiana, and for the region. Major events, big tourism, and a national spotlight each and every year. And this season, it's even bigger. The college football playoff semifinal at the 90th All-State Sugar Bowl, New Year's Day in the Dome. The Sugar Bowl is presented by All-State, Louisiana Tourism, and New Orleans & Company. 
Exergen thermometers are proven to be more accurate than non-contact thermometers. With children back at school, keeping them healthy is important. Clinical studies have proven that non-contact thermometers are inaccurate and can miss fevers. Accuracy matters. That's why the Exergen thermometer is trusted and used by medical professionals. Exergen thermometers are available at Walgreens and other participating retailers. Choose a trusted and accurate thermometer for personal use. Learn more about why accuracy matters at exergen.com. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same, but is 95% cheaper and you can get it online? Go to hymns.com joy. Through hymns, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, and the process is 100% online. To start your free online visit, go to hymns.com joy. That's himscom joy. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Discover, this is Daniela. Hi, it's Jennifer Coolidge. I just want to thank you for making me feel so special. I earned cash back on debit for my dinner party groceries. That's great. But with Discover Cashback Debit, we give everyone cash back on everyday purchases. Anything else I can help you with? Do you like asparagus and mushroom sorbet? I've got leftovers. Introducing Discover Cashback Debit, a checking account with cash back. It pays to discover. Eligibility in terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. What's holding you back from learning the language you've always wanted to know? Too hard. Takes too long. Not with Babbel. Babbel's lessons take just 15 minutes a day. 15 minutes isn't long. Nope. And they're fun. So you don't realize you're learning a language, but you are. In three weeks, you're able to start having conversations. And Babbel's lessons are built around real life. And with Babbel, it isn't hard. It's, it's perfect. perfect. Now try Babbel free. Just go to Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. If you want to be treated right, you go to Bergeron. Bergeron will give you the best deal. You just know you can trust these people. They're from here. They get me. You know, buying a car doesn't have to be a scary experience. It's anything but a Bergeron. Everybody knows that. Everybody. I grew up with a Bergeron. I went to school with a Bergeron. This is the fourth car I've bought from here. That makes me a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a bourgeois. Get out of here. I'm a Bergeron. Everybody knows a Bergeron. Bergeron Automotive on Veterans in Metairie. Just tuning in? We're just getting started with the Three Tailgaters Show on 1061 Nash Icon. NashFM1061.com and through CrescentCitySports.com. What are you waiting for? All are welcome by calling 504-260-1061 to talk all sports all the time. Now back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels. Nice visiting with a couple of victorious head coaches and Ken Sears and Scott Watney. Uh, another big road winner last night, the McDonough 35 Ron Eagles, 11th seeded Ron Eagles. Uh, went to Sulphur, and they drilled St. Louis Catholic 53-23, the sixth seed at Matt Walker Memorial Stadium in the Select Division II Regional Playoffs. The Ron Eagles on to the quarterfinals to play Lafayette Christian, a rematch of a game played last year in the playoffs. Joining us now, the outstanding head coach and a friend and a good man, 
of the Ron Eagles coach, Frank Daggs. Frank, listen, congratulations. I'm sure the trip was worth it, wasn't it? <laughs> Thank you, Kim, man. Yes, it was worth it. Trust me, it was worth it. All three hours and 25 minutes of it. (laughs) (laughs) Coach, Coach, I worked over there for a couple of years, and I made that drive a lot, okay? And I'll tell you, the the, the part of it that I thought was the longest, from Lake Charles to Lafayette, I always felt that was like driving to Alaska, you know? Yeah. (laughs) You are not lying. Soon you pass exit 98 out of Lafayette, from there to Lake Charles, I'm like, man, can it ever end? Let's get there, you know? <laughs> well, the, the trip was worth it because right. your team your team came out and played just outstanding football. And, you know, you set the tone early on. You got a fumble early in the game. You get a touchdown run to take the early lead. And, you know, when you get a turnover like that early, uh, it does set the tone, and, and it really gave you uh, not only momentum, but it gave you the absolute belief that you're going to win the game, I would imagine. Yes, man. Our defense been playing tremendous all year, and they went out there with their attitude that they they didn't want anybody scoring them. But, you know, they ran a couple of trick plays on us. They got got a couple of scores, you know. But, hey, they, they created turnovers. I think we had four or five turnovers the whole game and about seven or eight sacks throughout the game. And, uh they had a tremendous game, you know. Ed? Coach, what would uh, Coach Reese be saying right now? <laughs> well, hey, I'm thinking about it right now because I'm at school washing uniforms on a Saturday morning, and me and him would probably be sitting there drinking a Coke just talking about what a win going back to Lake Charles, you know. Uh, yesterday, man, it was good because I ran into a lot of his old former players while I was in Lake Charles that actually came to the game and supported us, you know. And they kept on talking great things about him when he was out there. So they came to the game and, and cheered us on, you know. <laughs> well, he's such a good man, and so are you. I mean, you, you talk about your defense, but your offense, uh, look, you, you score that many points. Your offense obviously play, play well. And it also has to be all about Santana Price. And uh, I want to, sure. by the way, get – I want to get his numbers from you because he's clearly a – a candidate for our player of the week in the metro area. For right, man. So, yeah. So yeah. talk about what he did last night. He accounted for three, over 330 yards of offense, man. He had, uh, I think he had like 160 yards rushing and another 170 yards passing, four touchdowns, man. Look, that man, hey, I go as far as six go. Six is a man. So we got to keep on rolling with him. Ed? All right, coach. Easy one next week. Golly, that's a, it's a cakewalk, huh? Man, yeah. So, hey, we play against Super 7. Super 7. Hey, that, that kid, uh, the quarterback that left there, Christian, is tremendous, man. Hey, yeah. we're going against Super 7 like I told the kids last night. He, they beat us last year. And, you know, just had a little few to fight. We had to go back out there again. You know, after going to Lake Charles, now we got to go to Lafayette. So, hey, let's go on the road and go see Super 7 and see what we can do, you know? Well, Coach, I, when I, you know, people used to ask me all the time about, you know, we, we talk about different backs. And one of the guys that I would talk about, I know he played quarterback, but he was a runner, and that was Chiron Carey. And I said it was like trying to tackle a snake in the middle of the ocean. Right. And, and, and this kid is kind of like that. I mean, plus he's got man. elite speed. Man, this dude, this, this, this kid, man, is real good. I watched him. He could throw the football. He could run the football. He's like magic. You can't tackle him. He's like, you know, magic trick. You see him here, he's going somewhere else, you know. 
So we're going to try to get a good spy on them and try to do what we have to do, you know? I talked, Frank, about, you know, your team and how, how resilient, how tough it has been and how much you have improved. I mean, we, we all remember what happened week one and some of us were there. And, you know, it, it wasn't a good luck. It didn't feel good. It didn't smell good. It didn't look good. And, and you came right back and won the following week. I thought you really kind of established a culture then to overcome that. And just talk about how, how your team has grown from that experience and how much better it's been. Man, you know, after week one, you know, we, we had to realize week one, we played a two-hour, two-hour first half. And it was still a little warm out there. So we, we ended up cramping up a lot. And key players didn't play after the second quarter and stuff like that. So we took it on the chin. We said, man, look, let's go back to the drawing board, erase that. Let's go back and play some Ron Eagle football. So that's what we did the next week, and we set the tone from that point. Uh, this season been up and down, so we had an off week here, off week there, and the consistency been off. But other than that, we've been healthy. You know, we've been healthy and been offense been steadily getting better. Defense been playing stellar all year. So uh, it's a good time for the playoffs. Like going to third round, good time right now, and I think that uh, things are gonna be all right next week. You know, Ed, Coach, you're in a you're in an incredibly difficult bracket yes talk about some of the teams i mean you know you got st thomas moore kennedy shaw uh lafayette christian turlings catholic ed white i'm I'm looking at some of the teams here in the quarterfinals in division two select and it's pretty crazy coach yeah did you say sec what don't you just (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) hey no doubt man look all them guys, man, bring something great to the table, man. All good all good teams, and everybody has different styles, you know. We ran against the St. Louis team last year. I loved me last night that loved to run the ball. All right, now we're going against a spread team that loved to run empty, you know, uh, and try to get the athletes in space, try to pick us apart. So now I looked at, you know, Kennedy down the street. We always see each other. Uh, Turlins, Catholic, and Lafayette. Southern Catholic played last year at Christian. St. Thomas Moe played last year at Christian. You know, so I'm watching all the different games and stuff. I'm like, man, it, it's just a walk. It's a walk going on out there, you know? Even Shaw, Shaw, but, man, Shaw, what, what I seen last night was Shaw did Evangel, man. Hey, that's a good, that's a good team. Ain't got, ain't got it rolling again over there. Oh, I think it's as tough a bracket as any uh, in the state. Right. And, but, but you're part of it, and that's pretty special. And we all know about 2019, we did the semifinal game with Jennings. That was hard to, to handle, and little did we know that would be Wayne's final game. But right. it was so close then, and everybody in the state will expect, oh, that Lafayette Christian's just going to roll this coming right. week. You'll use that to your advantage, won't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. We talked about that last night on the bus ride back. How last year – no, we actually had to pass Lafayette Christian last night. We looked over at it, and I, I said, look, we're going to be right here next week, you know, uh, right there off the interstate. So we're looking at it like that. And also I talk to the kids every every so often about the 2019 team, how close it was, and how we wanted to make sure we get Coach Reese in the dome and we fell one point short, you know. Uh, so I said we have some unfinished business also. We have a good quality team. And I think we're going to match up with anybody, you know, when, when they come to play. So I think we're going to have a good game plan as we put them forward. I don't have to get the kids up for this game, but they really want to play from, you know, because most of the kids played last year against them. So 
I don't have to get him up. It's playoff time. Let's go out there and try to uh, punch him in the mouth and play some football. Love it. He is Coach Frank Daggs of McDonough 35. Frank, congratulations. Great win. And uh, listen, you won't have to travel quite as far this week. So, hey, <laughs> you know, save a couple of miles, save a couple of bucks on the budget, and go see if you can win a football game against an excellent team. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's the plan. <laughs> All right, Frank. Thank you. Frank Daggs. Thank you, Coach. Down to 35. Thank y'all, man. You. Thank y'all for everything y'all do, man. We okay, Coach. You, Thank coach. you, buddy. Frank Daggs and McDonough 35. A brief timeout. When we return, the Nichols Colonels, Southland champions, unbeaten in conference play, national tournament to follow. We'll talk to the outstanding head coach of the Colonels, Tim Rebo, next when we return on the 3 Tailgater Show here on Nash Icon 106.1 FM and at NashFM1061.com. New Orleans, the North Shore, and worldwide at NashFM1061.com. Country for life. 1061 Nash Icon. With over 15 acres of cars and trucks at the Lamarck Automotive Complex, there must be a reason. Buying a new car shouldn't be complicated. That's why our expert staff is here to help. I've been selling new Ford cars and trucks since 1970. That's over 50 years. Wow, there must be a reason. With your lifestyle and budget in mind, our finance team works hard to be the best in the business. Only at Lamarck Ford, at the Lamarck Automotive Complex. There must be a reason. Celebrating 90 years of excellence, the All-State Sugar Bowl is one of college football's most enduring traditions. And for nearly a century, the Sugar Bowl delivers for New Orleans, for Louisiana, and for the region. Major events, big tourism, and a national spotlight each and every year. And this season, it's even bigger. The college football playoff semifinal at the 90th All-State Sugar Bowl, New Year's Day in the Dome. The Sugar Bowl is presented by All-State, Louisiana Tourism, and New Orleans & Company. Diamonds Direct's last and largest sale of the year is this weekend. Get an incredible 20% off virtually everything. Rings, earrings, pendants, bracelets. Save an extra 20% off Diamonds Direct's already unbeatable prices. This is the big one with an expanded selection and in-store designer appearances all weekend. Special financing, too. Lowest prices of the year starting Friday. Get details and more at DiamondsDirect.com. Open this Sunday for this extraordinary once-a-year store-wide event. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Top service, locally owned, outstanding deals, conveniently located, professionals motivated to sell where the customer comes first. That describes the experience at Premier Automotive Group, where you'll find the best prices anywhere on Toyota, Honda, Nissan, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, and Kia. Premier Automotive offers a warranty for life on its vehicles and a money-back guarantee. Visit my friend Troy Duhon at one of his outstanding dealerships, Toyota of New Orleans, Premier Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Fiat, and Premier Honda in New Orleans, Premier Nissan in Metairie, and Premier Kia in Kenner. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. 
For 17 years, the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl has been proud to support one of the area's great traditions, high school football, and the Prep Football Player of the Week Award. The RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl's weekly recognition of excellence on the field by high school student athletes reflects our understanding of the importance of athletics in the development of our youth. The Prep Player of the Year will be presented the Ronald D. Gardner Award on the field of the Caesar Superdome during the 2023 RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl on Saturday, December 16th. Tickets available now at NewOrleansBowl.com. You're listening to the Cumulus Fishing Game Report with Captain C.T. Williams. This is your last weekend for catching and keeping 25 12-inch speckled trout. I'm Captain C.T. with this week's Big Fish Report. Now, starting Monday, November 20th, Louisiana's new speckled trout limits officially go into effect. An angler can keep 15 specks per day with a minimum length of 13 inches and a maximum of 20 inches. However, for you trophy trout specialists, there is an allowance for two of your 15-spotted sea trout to be over 20 inches. Yes, likely you will have more throwbacks for about a year, but Louisiana's official game fish grows quickly, and in the long run, anglers can expect our great speckled trout fishing to get even better with greater numbers and size quality. Now, the best news is, is that you can get a lot of tips on targeting keepable saltwater fish of all kinds by joining me, Captain CT, for The Big Fish, our TV show every Saturday mornings at 5.30 a.m. on WVUE Fox 8. Have a great weekend. Cumulus New Orleans, incredible service and excellent results. New Orleans is always number one with Cumulus Radio and Digital. You want the total sports package? Let's talk prep, college, pro, all sports, all the time. You get it all from the three tailgaters on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com with Ken and Ed. Give us a call at 504-260-1061. All the high school football we've talked about, but, you know, what happened Thursday night was pretty special, too. Great game at Strawberry Stadium, and what a season it's been for the Nichols Colonels. The Colonels completed undefeated Southland Conference slate by holding off their rival, Southeastern Louisiana, 21-16 in Hammond. It's great to visit with a friend and a great coach, Tim Rebo of the Nichols Colonels. And, Tim, listen, first and foremost, appreciate you, and congratulations. It was a good football game for those that didn't see it good game and when you mattered most your defense got it done and took care of business at the end yeah thanks Ken thanks for having me on man I love to talk to you all the time uh it, it was a good win it was a hard-fought win uh the old cliche throw the records out when you're playing a rivalry game against Southeastern on that Thursday night and uh they were well prepared and we came di- didn't play our best game but came out on top and I told the guys you know hey an undefeated season man uh it's, it's something special. It's something to cherish, but we still got some more work to do. Ed? Coach, you, I, I, have you thought about who you might play, or does it really matter at this point? Well, Ed, I, I think if you if you try to follow a little bit, it's so hard that everybody has you gone a different place to speculate where you might play. I think we're only one of three teams who are automatically in right now. A lot's got to happen today. And I think you hit it on the head. It really doesn't matter. It just feels good Saturday morning to wake up and get to watch some football without having to rely on anybody else to do anything, knowing that you're in. And uh, really, it doesn't matter where we go. Coach, from what I can remember, Coach, a lot of times it seems like they send you, you, you go north to cold weather. Do you, do you have your long johns <laughs> ready just in case? <laughs> You, you know, when you look back a couple of years ago, we did. We went to Eastern Washington. We went to the Dakotas. Uh, and, and we got some cold weather gear. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be prepared for that. Jim Rebo with us from the Nichols Colonels. And, Coach, I mean, 
you played tough competition early, you know, really tough competition, either, you know, FDS schools or highly ranked you know, FCS schools. And clearly uh, it benefited you uh, down the road because once you started playing people at your level, I mean, clearly you were tough. You were a good team. Just talk about how much that benefited you early on. Yeah, I, I think, Ken, I think it meant a lot. Our guys, uh, they knew our schedule going in, and it was ranked as one of the toughest in FCS. It's, it's what we have to do. Uh, and, and I thought the guys held it together. Uh, and the coaching staff did a great job, and those guys in the locker room did. They, they knew we had some tough teams, and uh, we were not that far away. Uh, and they knew once we got into the competition of our league that we could be competitive. And I think the whole thing for us was, as always, just one game at a time. Don't try to look at the big picture. Let's go try to win on the road, win at home. And that's what those guys did. Ed? Coach, you've improved dramatically. Points scored, points allowed. What, what do you, has it been a dramatic roster makeover? What do you, what do you think's been the difference? I think it starts with, uh, you know, the right guys in the locker room. I, I've always thought we had some talent. And, and I thought going in this year, we had a chance. We, you know, I thought we recruited well. I thought we got a couple transfers. We signed a junior college quarterback. Putting all those right pieces together uh, was, you know, they worked together in the offseason. I thought we had a chance, Ed, in, in fall camp. And, you know, we came out of that first game at Sacramento State, who's ranked in the top 10 in FCS. And I remember just writing down on a piece of paper, uh, I said, hey, we're going to be okay. You know, I just knew that we had the right makeup and the right guys uh, to get us through. And, and the coaching staff's done a good job putting the right guys in the right places. And you talk about that. Uh, uh, I looked at the game against Southeastern, and, you know, they had been scoring a lot of points the last couple of weeks. We, we have been too. And we didn't play our best game. And yet I told the guys, I said, let me finish before I tell you this. So, you know, we had 400 yards of offense. We held them to 200 yards. We held them to 16 points. And it really wasn't our best game, and we found a way to win. Uh, and I think it was, you know, we, it was a sloppy game on our part. We, we had some penalties, and we turned the ball over. Uh, and so I was just proud of the way we found a way to win the game, and that's what it's been all year. We're, we're not the flashiest team, and, and we talked about that. It, it gets at this time, uh, we're not about the flash and about being pretty. It's just about getting a win on that scoreboard and moving on to the next game. That's exactly what you did, and, of course, your running game's been there all year long. Jalen Spears has emerged. Colin Guggenheim's been that game, that guy all year for you. But talk about Pat McQuaid. I mean, he's really come on. Uh, you have to have balance to be successful. He threw for 300 yards the other night, and you know his completion percentage was you know 80 plus percent. I mean, when when you have that kind of efficiency in the passing game, they go with your run game. That's going to make you a dangerous team. Listen, I think you guys know because you, you cover uh, sports so well in the high school sports, and you remember Jalen Spears uh, from Brother Martin, what, what he had done, and then Colin Guggenheim when he was the quarterback at Curtis. Uh, those guys can run, and I, our big guys up front started gelling and blocking well for him. But the piece of the puzzle is the quarterback. You know, you, you go as your quarterback goes, and Pat's done a great job for us. I think he is, and I don't want to take away from his ability. Uh, on how good he is, but he epitomizes what we are. It's just that not all the flash and not all the substance just get the job done. He was 20 for 25 the other night. He probably had one bad throw, and that was the pick where he was a little bit late on, but just very efficient, 
uh, he'd always hit the home run ball. He was taking what the defense was giving us, and that's what he's done all year. And, and I think this, and I've said it before, you can't measure how much his leadership skills, you know, from that position. It's like the catcher in baseball. You know, those guys, uh, they set the tone for your team. Ed? Coach, when you, when you look at um, what's happened over the last couple of years, I, I know last year um, didn't turn out the way you want. Uh, when, when, and you've been, you've been there a long time now. Uh, you know, did, did you ever get discouraged, or is that not who you are? No, I, that's not who we are. And, and Ed, I can sit here and make excuses and say, uh, you know, we did have some things rolling, and then all of a sudden we had COVID, and, but everybody had COVID. And we had the hurricane. We had to get out. We had to deal with that. Uh, and then yet last year was just one of those years. Uh, we were not efficient. We didn't get the turnovers. And then, you know, it ended up being three and eight. So, uh, but, you know, I, I laughed the other day. Uh, you, a good friend of mine, uh, Willie Fritz, and uh, I always he, – he does a great job. And we were talking this summer – and then, and I reflected on that the other week. He called to congratulate us, um, and I and I said, Coach, remember when we were talking in the summer? And I asked you how you turned around, you know, a, a two-win team. And he, he corrected me right there. He said, No, a three-win team. He corrected me and said, Hey, wait, it was a two-win team. And we laughed about it. But he said, You just got to stick to your guns. You know, you got to believe in your philosophy and, and what you do. Uh, and that's what we did. We still recruited high schools. We got the local, uh, got the right guys in there. Uh, and stay true to who we are, and I think you can turn it around if you do that. Yeah, and you, and you know, Coach, you've always been very good at identifying guys who are under recruited. Tell me, tell me how that works. Is there, as far as like your personnel and and how you evaluate and how you identify those guys, especially in this area? Well, I I, I got to give credit to the staff. You know, we sit and watch film and we look at guys. I think it's the old thing we always talk about. You know, if a guy's doing it on Friday night, uh, he can do it on Saturday. And we we've always uh, prided ourselves on finding those guys and then get some guys in here and have to develop them. I mean, that's that's part of our job. But we've always found the ones on the river in Baton Rouge and in New Orleans who might have been an inch too short, uh, a, a step slower than what guys like but when you turn that film on they're making plays uh and, and we've done that and then you know i think it's a, a a critical process is finding the right ones who can play early and finding the ones who may not quite be ready but still develop and i think that's what we've done along the way and then you know you win a game or two and that helps those guys and then not even to say how we find in a way to get our facilities upgraded and get some of those guys here in Thibodeau. well that's a beautiful new facility you have it's always been a nice stadium at Gidry, and it's been a nice season for the Colonels and one that only figures to get better. We wait to see what transpires with the playoffs, but it's great to see the Nichols Colonels back in the postseason. That was a regular thing just a few years ago. Coach, it must be nice to be back, man. Yeah, it, it is a good feeling. It's a good Saturday morning, you know, to just sit, put some ball on, and uh, we'll speculate a little bit. We'll plan for the week up until Thursday to see where we're going to try to uh, head out and play on uh, next Saturday. Jim Rebo of the Nichols Colonels, we appreciate the time. Appreciate you. Congratulations. I'm sure we'll be talking again soon and keep up the good work. Hey, thank you guys. I always appreciate y'all, man. Y'all been good to me. You've been good to the Colonels, and I, I truly thank y'all for that. Thank you, we Coach. appreciate you, Coach. Thank you.
All right. We'll take a time out here. Speaking of Tulane, we'll talk about the Green Wave next when we continue with the 3 Tailgater Show here on Nash Icon 106.1 FM and at Nash FM 1061.com. We've all said it. Lord, give me strength to endure this mess that I'm going through. <laughs> this is Michael Green with a LifeGate word of encouragement. My prayer for you today is like the prayer Paul gave in Colossians 1 when he said, We pray that you will live well for the Master making him proud of you as you work hard in his vineyard. As you learn more and more how God works, you'll learn how to do your work. We pray that you'll have strength to stick it out over the long haul, not some grim strength of gritting your teeth, but the glory strength that God gives. It is the strength that endures the unendurable. Isn't that good news? The strength that helps you endure the unendurable. Join me and Linda this Sunday at LifeGate. We will continue in this word to encourage you. 1317 Butternut, we start at 10 o'clock. Check us out on Facebook at LifeGate Church Ministries. You'll be glad you did. This Sunday, LifeGate, where the priority is the word. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Ottawa. With over 15 acres of cars and trucks at the Lamarck Automotive Complex, there must be a reason. Buying a new car shouldn't be complicated. That's why our expert staff is here to help. I've been selling new Ford cars and trucks since 1970. That's over 50 years. Wow, there must be a reason. With your lifestyle and budget in mind, our finance team works hard to be the best in the business. Only at Lamarck Ford, at the Lamarck Automotive Complex. There must be a reason. After a truck crash, you're dealing with serious injuries, but that's not all. Now you're up against a trucking company with lots of lawyers, money, and experience fighting against accident victims like you. You don't want any part of that. Put our truck team on your side. At Dudley DeBosier, we have years of experience fighting for crash victims and against trucking companies. If you've been injured, demand Dudley DeBosier. 444-4444. Chad Dudley, New Orleans, LA 23-15658. At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Celebrating 90 years of excellence, the All-State Sugar Bowl is one of college football's most enduring traditions. And for nearly a century, the Sugar Bowl delivers for New Orleans, for Louisiana, and for the region. Major events, big tourism, and a national spotlight each and every year. And this season, it's even bigger. The college football playoff semifinal at the 90th All-State Sugar Bowl, New Year's Day in the Dome. The Sugar Bowl is presented by All-State, Louisiana Tourism, and New Orleans & Company. 
top service. Locally owned, outstanding deals, conveniently located, professionals motivated to sell where the customer comes first. That describes the experience at Premier Automotive Group, where you'll find the best prices anywhere on Toyota, Honda, Nissan, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, and Kia. Premier Automotive offers a warranty for life on its vehicles and a money-back guarantee. Visit my friend Troy Duhon at one of his outstanding dealerships, Toyota of New Orleans, Premier Chrysler, Jeep, Dobbs, Ram, Fiat, and Premier Honda in New Orleans, Premier Nissan in Metairie, and Premier Kia in Kenner. All respectful persons and opinions are welcome. Keep it clean, constructive, and civil. Time to join in the conversation on the Three Tailgaters Show by calling 504-260-1061. Matinee special for Tulane as the Green Wave take on Florida Atlantic here coming up in just a few minutes. And, of course, Tulane winning games. I mean, that's it. Stop right there. It's really where this program is right now. 9-1, and 6-0 and in the American Athletic Conference. 1-8 in a row. Yes, it's been a struggle. Yes, they haven't been pretty. I mean, you look at the ever since that Nichols game. We just talked to Jim Rebo. The UAB was UAB game competitive. Tulane won 35-23. Memphis game came from 11 down to win 31-21. Beat North Texas by a touchdown, 35-28. Beat Rice by two, 30-28. Beat East Carolina by three, 13-10. And beat Tulsa by two, 24-22. Is this team playing very well? No. Is this team playing well enough to win? Yes. Does this team know how to win? Yes. Is this team banged up? Absolutely. And as we like to say in the business that I bury the lead. I think the injuries are a part of what, what Tulane's issue is right now. A lot of guys hurt. Offensive line, obviously wide receiver position banged up. Michael Pratt has been pretty good, but he's not been the same guy we saw last year since he came back from that knee issue. So I think that's part of it. They're not making any excuses, and they're not talking about it, but I really think that's a part of this. Oh, without a doubt, Kenny. I mean, you know, you've been playing without the right side of your offensive line uh, for a while. And, you know, Prince Pines was hurt for a while. Key's out. Yule Keith Brown out. Um, Jaquan Jackson. I mean, look, I, I think I think all of that kind of stuff kind of caught up with them a little bit. And, you know, I don't I don't know where, where Pratt is, you know, after his knee injury. Missed a couple of weeks. It's, it's been... Um, you know, it's been difficult at times, but here they are. I mean, look, they're, they're a, um, a game better than they were last year. But also, too, look, this is the year after Tajay Spears. And if you go back and look at last year's games, especially down the stretch, Tajay Spears made a lot of plays for this team. And I know, I know guys, you know, finish their eligibility, they move on. In Tajay's case, they move on to the NFL. But, and Makai Hughes has been really good. He's been really, really good. But, you know, having that home run hitter back there, a guy who is just a special talent, you know, I don't, I don't know if you're the same team when you lose a guy like that. And this is the same conversation, in my opinion, that we'll be having next year with LSU without Jaden Daniels. You know, it's going to be the year after. And, and I don't think you can discount how good Tajay Spears was for the last five or six games of last year. He was ridiculously good. He carried that team. We thought Florida Atlantic would be a really tough test, and it may be, but then they go out and get beat 22-7 to by East Carolina last week. Uh, they have been playing pretty well prior to then, but again, no opponent easy for Tulane at this stage. They've got to 
they got to show up and play today. I mean, they've got to be able to play well and not look ahead to UTSA. Well, I mean, you know, I think there's a lot of truth to that. And, and hopefully, you know, as, as the head coach says, one or no, we'll see if they can, if they can make that go. Well, I, I look at this FAU team and I see a team that, you know, lost to UAB, team that UTSA drilled 36-10, to 10, team that barely beat Tulsa, much like Tulane, but also a team that hammered South Florida and, and hammered Charlotte. So it, this is kind of an up-and-down team that Tulane's facing today, the Owls. Yeah, they've got a really good receiver. I don't, I don't know too much about them. I haven't watched them play a lick this year, so... Hopefully, um, you know, it's, um, it's a game where, look, I, I think Tulane's due to play a really good game. And, and hopefully this is, this, is, uh, this is one of those games where they can get a little late momentum in the season because, uh, you know, what they want to do is they want to set things up. They want to play well today and win and then set things up for next week and, you know, be able to host that conference championship game and, and have a chance to go back to a New Year's Six Bowl. And as I stated, Michael Pratt has done a solid job, but he hasn't taken that step forward from what we saw last year when he was so good. And like I said, maybe the injury has something to do it. Maybe the injuries around him have something to do it. Uh, he's gotten the drives he's needed to win games. And that matters most. But he hasn't been great, and I think Tulane needs him to be at a little bit higher level if it wants to accomplish its goals here down the stretch. I thought he played like that for a little while against Memphis, didn't you? For a little while, yes, I agree. Yeah, I, I thought that was a that was a that was a time where he, he played extremely well um, in that game against Memphis, uh, you know, to make some really big throws. But you know, it's 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 just and look, I, I think also too, when you're the league favorite and you you're coming off a great year, it's just harder the next year. I, I just you know I just don't think it's can, you know, everybody expected them. I don't know if walk through, but they mm -hmm. just kind of cruise on through this whole thing, and I don't think it's just, you know, it's just different. It is different, and obviously uh, the kicker is John Willie Fritz, of course, with the Greater New Orleans Quarterback Club. The other day summarized it well. He said, you know, it used to be when I was here for – originally it was all about, you know, people complaining that we didn't win games. Now it's people complaining that we don't win by enough. But I think that's a great statement about where this Tulane program is. It's fun to see, and obviously – They've learned how to win, and they're good. Uh, before we get to our second hour, you know, UTSA, I saw some of their game late last night while I, after I finished my game uh, with Rummel and Captain Street. They're a really good offensive team. Quarterback's playing well. They beat South Florida 49-21. They scored 49-34, 37-41, 36-41-49 in their last several games. They're on a huge win streak right now. Uh, Tulane cannot look past this game today, but UTSA is going to be a tough game next Friday. Yeah, and their, their quarterback's been around for, what, since 2017? Mm -hmm. Yep. Seems like the, guy, the guy's been on the roster forever. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to, you know, I mean, it, it's hard to discount that kind of experience. Very much so. All right, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification as we get set for the second hour of the 3TL Gator Show. Broadcasting from the Dudley DeBosier Studios. Anytime, anywhere, smartphone, tune in radio app, we are WRKN. 1061 Nash Icon, Picayune, New Orleans. The second hour begins. It's the Three Tailgater Show on 1061 Nash Icon. 
NashFM1061.com, and at CrescentCitySports.com. Be a part of the show now. Call 504-260-1061. Back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels. The LSU Tigers back at it tonight. What should be a layup game against Georgia State? 7 p.m. at Tiger Stadium. LSU's about a 31-point favorite or so in this game coming off the big performance against Florida. I thought the Jaden Daniels performance against Florida was maybe the best I've ever seen uh, by a college quarterback in a single game. And I know that's a bold statement, but what he did was incredible. Uh, I know Florida's not great, but it doesn't matter. What he did was just amazing in that football game. And this discussion has been all about the Heisman Trophy this week, and I get it. Uh, And, yes, I do think Jaden Daniels is not only a legitimate candidate. If I had a vote, I would vote for him right now based upon what he's done. Nobody's come close to replicating what he's done on the field, running and throwing the football. No one. Not close. And you can make the argument about three losses. Yeah, I get it. Well, guess what? Eleven players have won the Heisman that lost three games or more. And three since 2007. Including three since 2007, Tim Tebow and Robert Griffin III, Lamar Jackson, all won it. So, to me, that's not an excuse. Now, if LSU would lose another game, for instance, to A&M, yeah, I would probably say no. But if LSU wins out here, uh, I see no reason why Jaden Daniels should not win the Heisman Trophy. No, I don't, I don't, I don't see any reason why either, Kenny. You know, but, uh, and I do have a vote. And, you know, people ask me about it, and I, I don't, you know, we're asked not to talk about our vote, and, and yep. I'm not. But, I mean, I, nope. I just think that Jaden Daniels is the best player in America. And, you know, when you look at his total offense numbers, and, and Kenny, I think if he runs for 82 yards tonight, he runs for 1,000 yards for the season as a quarterback. And, and I look, I, I have nothing, nothing against the other guys. You know, Bo Nix, Penix whomever okay but you know Jaden Daniels is the best player in America I mean there is no there's no question about that and look when you also look at the schedule he's played against compared to the other guys it's not even close okay it's not even close the schedule he's played I think it's it's a kind of a double-edged sword in the sense that when you think about what is the Heisman Trophy, best player in America, most valuable player in America, most valuable player to his team, how do you define it? Well, by all measures, that's Jaden Daniels. Of course, the downside of it for LSU is, because of that, what would LSU's team this year be without Jaden Daniels? That's a pretty scary thought, considering how bad its defense is. That's how good this guy is. Oh, I don't, I don't think there's any doubt. I mean, look, the guy, the guy is just... He's, he's an awesome talent, and I just, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know what people, um, <laughs> I, I just don't know, Kenny, I, I don't know. Like I said, I think strength of schedule counts for something, and LSU's played the toughest schedule in the Southeastern Conference, and you look at, look at the, the CFP rankings right now. They've lost, I think, to the 4, the 8, the 9, and beat the 10 on the road. No one else has played a schedule like that. It's not even close. Yeah, I, I scoff and I laugh at some of these people that are like, oh, why do they play Grambling and Army and Georgia State? Look at the rest of the schedule. You don't want to schedule insanely outside of conference. I mean, they played Florida State to start the year. Come on. It's like 
you know, what are you supposed to do? Play top 25 teams 12 times? I mean, it's ridiculous. I, I've gotten some of that from people, and I'm like, you got to be out of your mind to be making a comment like that when you consider who they've played in their strength of schedule overall. You have to play those kind of games at times. In fact, it's, it's a shame they didn't play one of those games to start the season. I think it would have benefited them against Florida State, but that's not what they do. They step up and play these challenge games. They'll do it against USC coming up again to open the season. So that's who the program is. Uh, that said, Ed, we look at this game tonight, and I guess the biggest question about this game is not who wins and loses. We know John Emery's done. We know Logan Diggs is still out, looks like. Uh, and, you know, we know about Wingo and so forth and so on. The biggest question is how long does Jaden Daniels play? And is LSU all in on his Heisman candidacy? And if that's the case, then how long he plays matters. And does he play at least three quarters? Or do they pull him earlier? My thinking is if the game unfolds the way I think it will, he'll play three quarters. Thoughts? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know, look, I, I think there's there's probably some truth to that. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I think that um, – you know, if he has another big night, and he and all he can do is try to build his resume, and yeah, that, that's that's all you can do. And you know, and I think the guy's just got to go out and play his game. You know, I'll, I'll give you a number, okay? And I know there's a lot of comparisons about this, that, and the other. In 2019, Joe Burrow averaged 10.9 yards per pass attempt. This year, Jaden Daniels is averaging 11.6. I'm sorry, 10.6 for Burrow, 11.6 for Jaden Daniels. Yeah. So that's an entire yard more per pass attempt. That's how elite he's been. And in all likelihood, he's going to go over 1,000 yards rushing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's crazy. Crazy. Numbers. Oh, it is. I mean, it's, it's indicative of just how good he has been overall. While he's been that good. Their two receivers, Neighbors and Thomas, have been those guys, too. I mean, look, uh, Thomas leads the nation in touchdown catches, Neighbors at the top of the nation catches, receiving yards and all of that stuff. I mean, these guys are elite. I mean, really good receivers. And, look, their running backs have been good. Diggs has been good. He's hurt now. Uh, you know, Josh Wayne has been solid. You know, um, Caleb Jackson okay at times, and Kane stepped in. So their skill, and, of course, Taylor's a good tight end. Their skill level on offense is good. It, mm. it is maybe not what it was in 19, but mm. it's certainly good. It's it's not far from that, at least not no. from where I sit. No, look, I mean, look, you look at Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson, you know how elite of the elite those both of those players are. But, you know, if you look at their wide receivers, to me, you know, I was thinking about it this morning. Malik Neighbors, to me, Kenny, is Deshaun Jackson after mm-hmm. the catch. That's who he is. Yeah. Okay, he's he's incredible after the catch. Awesome. And Brian Thomas is a big target with a lot of speed. Just a big fast dude who can really who can really go and is going to be a very high draft pick too. I mean, they could potentially have two receivers in the first round. Their their tight end is a very talented player. But here's the one thing that I think spe- speaks to the possibility of them having some long-term success. I think what you're seeing them do is something that Brian Kelly has done in every place he's coached. And that's build quality and depth on the offensive line. I don't think you're going to be in a situation where you're going to see LSU in the near future caught short there. They're recruiting very well at that position. 
It started with Emory Jones and, uh, and Will Campbell. Uh, they're adding pieces to that. They're developing their offensive line. And I think that that bodes very well for, you know, skilled players and for quarterbacks who want to come here. I mean, look, you know, I think, and, you know, Mike Denbrock is, is a very good coordinator. He mm -hmm. is. He's a very good coordinator. And you've got to be impressed with the way they've developed Jaden Daniels. And I know the lion's share of the credit belongs to the young man himself because he's been incredible. And how much he's improved as a passer and his comfort in the pocket is amazing. How much better he's gotten. And he deserves the lion's share of the credit for that. But, you know, look, I, I just think when you have a really good offensive line, and you, you're able to replicate that year after year after year, then you set yourself up on offense for sustained success. When you look at draft projections, and I've been looking at this pretty regularly, Jane Daniels' stock has risen dramatically. That's no surprise. Now, most everyone has him as a first-round pick. A couple as a second, but most of them as a first. And I saw projection this week that had him going, 13th overall in Tampa, which is interesting. But uh, there's no doubt that he has risen and risen dramatically in the eyes of NFL scouts. Well, if he was in the middle of the first round, Kenny, would the New Orleans Saints draft him? <laughs> yeah, well, you know what, Ed? Uh, <laughs> we had that conversation last year about a few guys like Hendon Hooker and Richardson and so forth, and they opted mm -hmm. to go with the veteran. And look, at I know some that's point, not. I know that's not their philosophy. It is okay? not. It is I know not. it's. I understand it's not their philosophy. It is not. Okay, and um, and they have more LSU guys on the roster now than they've had in a long time. Mm -hmm. And I have some suspicions about that, and I'm not going to get into that, <laughs> but. Uh, I just don't think there would be a bias against yep. LSU. And, you know, if they didn't have a good year, Kenny, it, it, might, be, it might be time to do something like that. Mm -hmm. And look, whether their year is good or not will be determined in the next seven weeks. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I think they're in a position now where, you know, they, they have the opportunity – to show uh, the nation that they have a team, LSU, first of all, that eventually, maybe as early as next year, can compete for national honors. But it's going to be a big quantum leap forward for them without Daniels because I do think he's going to be a first-round pick at this stage. Next year, it's going to have to be Garrett Nussmeyer. I'm sure they'll bring someone else in to compete with him. Uh, no doubt he's got talent. Can he grow and refine his abilities? As we saw Daniels do after one year, that remains to be seen. I think they'll have to surround him with really good talent. Daniels can elevate other players. Nussmeyer may not be able to do that with his running ability, but he can throw it, and their offensive line should be even better next year. What they have at receiver remains to be seen. Uh, ditto at running back, but that's another story for another day. This year, they've got to take care of Georgia State uh, tonight, and then, of course, then comes an interesting game. A&M whipped LSU physically last year, beat them. A&M fired Jimbo Fisher, and who knows how they're going to perform on the other side of Fisher. You don't know what you're going to get. But AM is talented enough to, to beat mm -hmm. LSU. The Tigers are going to have to play well. 
Well, I mean, they're, they're talented, but the one thing, they don't have their quarterback, and they don't have A-Chain, who killed LSU last year. I mean, A-Chain, before he got hurt from Miami this year, Kenny, I mean, the guy was averaging, what, 10 yards a carry? Mm -hmm. I, I mean, if you, if you look at what Miami did early in the season offensive, offensively, it was historic, yeah. correct? And, and I think A-Chain was a big part of that. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the guy was just a big part of that. And he's, he's not there. And again, difference makers make, make a huge difference. I, I, don't, I, I guess that's kind of a, uh, you know, an obvious statement, but it, it's so true. No, it is. Look, I, I, you, the whole conversation about LSU now becomes how much can they improve this defense in one year's time? You know, they're going to have to hit the transfer portal again. And they're going to have to hit it in much better fashion than they did this year because it just didn't work out for them defensively at all. Look, simply put, they need better players. You can say all you want about Matt House and whether he's there or not and everything else remains to be seen, but you've watched them all year as I have. They just don't have good enough players. Mm -hmm. And, yes, I know Wingo's hurt. And I know they lost Alexander in the secondary. And, of course, we know about Greg Brooks. Yeah, those mm -hmm. things hurt. But they haven't been that team. They started the year scheming Harold Perkins the wrong way. Uh, that was an admission of, of a mistake on their part and changed that. But then across the board, as you look at other players that you thought might be those guys, they haven't been. Omar Spates has not been that guy. Mason mm -hmm. Smith has not been that guy. Sage Ryan has not been that guy. I mean, they had mm -hmm. guys that they thought were going to be very good for them that just haven't been the players they thought they would be. Well, I don't think there's any doubt about that. But you know what? Look, um, I, I think one of the things that one of the first orders of business is, is Jimmy Lindsay going to coach the defensive line? Is he going to be back? Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, one of the things you got to do is you've got to you've got to um, if he's not, then I think you've got to go out and you've got to hire a defensive line coach and really pay him almost like a coordinator. And, and I think Pete Jenkins will be able to advise them on what to do with that. Um, you know, and I think that's a big part of it because their defensive line has to play better. No doubt about it. Look, they've got to be able to, 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 to really hold the line of scrimmage uh, and that's been the biggest thing. They get gashed on a regular basis. But, again, they're not any better in the secondary. So, And they're not that good at the linebacker level. So what am I missing here? I mean, Penn's been okay. You know, weeks when he's played, he's been okay. Uh, you know, and in the secondary, I don't know. You tell me who's played well. You know, and the guys, when they've had a good game from a guy like Sam or Alexander, then injuries step up and change that. So, And then they've lost a couple of defensive back commitments most recently too, Ed. Yeah, well, I mean, look, we'll, we'll see how that turns out. All, all, all the stars, you know, part of, part of LSU's, um, you know, I mean, it, just because a guy has five stars by his name doesn't mean that, that it, uh, it turns out that way, right? No, and there's no doubt about it. I mean, when you look at some of these players, with all due respect, that have had these high rankings uh, and what they've done at LSU, uh, you just haven't seen that type of performance from, uh, you know, these guys. I mean, again, we've talked about the names previously, and 
that's just the way it is. And, you know, you have a, a team that, as a result, just isn't good enough on that side of the football to give itself a chance to compete for SEC, much less national honors. I mean, it's already Alabama-Georgia in the championship game. We've already known that for a while. What else is new, right? Yep. Well, we'll see what happens next year. Yep. You got If you want to change that dynamic, you've got to recruit better and develop players. There's no doubt that, to me, the biggest issue is players not coaching, although I'm not totally exonerating the coaching by any stretch. They brought in Pete Jenkins midseason to try to help things and understood the move and thought it was a smart move. Uh, you know, some improvement over a game or two, but lesser opponents and against the better opponents just just not showing up. They just don't have the players. That's why I'm saying I think it's the players more than anything else, and they just have to get better ones. I mean, that sounds simplistic, but I think it's accurate, and I think that's where the LSU Tigers are today from a defensive perspective. Tulane game, Tulane took the opening possession, drove down about the 30, and then tried to go for a fourth down, fumbled, FAU recovers, so the Owls get the ball. Uh, no score first quarter, and uh, so not quite the start that Tulane wanted in that one. All right, we'll take a time out here. It's 504-260-1061. That's 504-260-1061. The New Orleans Saints, of course, have a bye week. You hope to get some players healthy, a little soul-searching about what to do and where to go from here. We'll talk about that. The Pelicans, biggest win of the season last night. We'll get into that, too, as we continue. We're glad you're with us on this Saturday morning. Ken and Ed, three tailgater show, continues in just a moment here on Nash Icon 1061 FM and on the web we're at nashfm1061.com. Celebrating 90 years of excellence, the All-State Sugar Bowl is one of college football's most enduring traditions. And for nearly a century, the Sugar Bowl delivers for New Orleans, for Louisiana, and for the region. Major events, big tourism, and a national spotlight each and every year. And this season, it's even bigger. The college football playoff semifinal at the 90th All-State Sugar Bowl. New Year's Day in the Dome. The Sugar Bowl is presented by Allstate, Louisiana Tourism, and New Orleans & Company. With over 15 acres of cars and trucks at the Lamarck Automotive Complex, there must be a reason. Buying a new car shouldn't be complicated. That's why our expert staff is here to help. I've been selling new Ford cars and trucks since 1970. That's over 50 years. Wow, there must be a reason. With your lifestyle and budget in mind, our finance team works hard to be the best in the business. Only at Lamarck Ford, at the Lamarck Automotive Complex. There must be a reason. Diamonds Direct's last and largest sale of the year is this weekend. Get an incredible 20% off virtually everything. Rings, earrings, pendants, bracelets. Save an extra 20% off Diamonds Direct's already unbeatable prices. This is the big one with an expanded selection and in-store designer appearances all weekend. Special financing, too. Lowest prices of the year starting Friday. Get details and more at DiamondsDirect.com. Open this Sunday for this extraordinary once-a-year store-wide event. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Honey? Can you swing by the post office and grab some stamps? Done. And drop off these packages? Sure thing, honey. Ooh, and get the tracking info. Got it. But you haven't moved. I know. How great is that? This holiday season, the Postal Service is closer than ever with convenient ship-from-home services like label printing, free package pickup, and delivery notifications. You can send more holiday joy from the comfort of home. The United States Postal Service, delivering for America. Ship from home at usps.com slash holidayjoy. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. 
but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Oceana Grill, Bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home of New Orleans best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. This is your weekly forum for genuine substantive talk with a focus on fairness and facts. Time to share your passion on the Three Tailgaters Show here on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. Call 504-260-1061. It is a bye week for the New Orleans Saints, and obviously it's a time to try to get some players healthy. It's a time to try to do some soul searching to see where you're at as a team. Try to figure out what you can do to improve. They're 500 team, five and five at the break is who they are. Uh, they are no better and uh, no worse. Uh, they are exactly who they appear to be at this stage. You know, good enough to compete, not good enough to win on a consistent basis. And they haven't proven they can do it against good teams. At Atlanta on the 26th of November, which turned out to be a huge game, uh, with the Falcons, who are, of course, right there with the Saints in the division, came back, and Tampa Bay's a half game back, even in the loss column. Atlanta, you know, switch quarterbacks, injuries back and forth, haven't settled that position. Saints had an injury at quarterback, uh, but it looks like Carr probably will be ready to go. And I know a lot of people have discussed the whole quarterback position. Oh, they need to make a change. Well, first of all, perish the thought they're not going to make a change that isn't happening they made a huge investment in Derek Carr there's no way that's happening that's the first part of it the second part of it is you're not going to get any better with what you have if you make a change Jameis Winston is who he is and what you saw from Jameis Winston is what you've seen throughout his entire career he's a guy that can make every throw he has a tremendous arm great arm talent uh, not too mobile and of course the decision making has always been the problem and we saw that again even the touchdown pass, it's like a double-edged sword again. The touchdown pass to Perry shows you how unbelievably talented he is with his arm strength, but it's also not a good decision to throw the ball way across the field like that. It was Perry with his size to go up and get it that made the play. And then, of course, the two interceptions just were not good decisions at all. So, and that's not to say Carr's played well, but he's not turning the ball over and at least gives you a chance and – He's not lifted this team on his back and made them better, and he's not played as well as we thought he would overall. But he remains not only the quarterback by virtue of uh, the coaches and the organization being all in, but he remains their best option at this stage. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, look, I I would ask this, and I know Dennis Allen said, look, i got to get this team to play more consistently. But I would ask this, Kenny. In the NFL, there's only two teams – that have a lower yards per rush attempt than you do, all right? 
So what is that an indictment of? And I don't know if indictment's a fair word, but what does that say? Your defensive line has only five sacks in four games. That's right. So, so, so what does that say? And what it tells me is, frankly, the Saints are not nearly as good as uh, up front as they have been. They're just not nearly as good. That's it. You nailed it. You, look, you nailed it. You can talk all you want about Carr, and that's fine. And I've stayed in my case. But they're not good enough up front. Their offensive line had played better up until the Vikings game. And then, you know, Pete got whipped twice. Ramchek got ripped, you know, and got whipped, I should say. And they, they struggled. And they can't block the run. And then defensively, you said it. They can't rush the passer. And the greatest indication of that is they brought in Jason Pierre-Paul this past week and put him on the practice squad. So uh, they, they desperately are trying to find any kind of pass rush. They desperately are trying to find an offensive line that can actually block with any consistency. Their standard running game, and I say standard running game, has been totally ineffective. The only part of the running game that's been effective is Taysom Hill. And, of course, they didn't run him against Minnesota. And you can, you can make all the excuses you want and talk about, oh, well, we were behind and everything else. But you've got to do what you've got to do. You've got to do what you have done well consistently. You can't worry about the score. They had time to get back in the game. They didn't run the guy. They tried to throw the ball a few times, but they didn't run him. And that, to me, is perplexing. Play calling, perplexing. Early in the game, first possession, they get eight yards on a run. It's second and two, and what did they do? They threw the ball twice, and they make no first down, and they got to punt the football. I don't understand it. Then when they do put Hill in the game at quarterback to run the ball, they got not one offensive lineman, but two offensive linemen. False start. And, oh, by the mm-hmm. way, one of them is Trevor Penning. I mean, come on. Seriously. Why even put the guy in the game? Uh, mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's a myriad of problems, but I think you've pointed to exactly where I was going. And, again, full disclosure, Ed and I don't talk about this before the show. We're both, uh, with our own original thoughts, coming to this uh, on our own, which is that the biggest problem this team has is up front. They've just not been good enough. Simple as that. Well, I mean, they haven't. And, you know, um, you, you can blame the quarterback all you want. You know, everybody's saying, you know, hey, what about, uh, what about Kamara? And, you know, what, mm-hmm. a, what a, is it? He lost a step and this guy and that guy. But, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's not, it's not that simple. I think that you gotta, you gotta look up front and you know what, speaking of up front, look, Remitich is not playing again today. I know. Uh, And, and neither is, neither is, um, um, Lawrence keys and neither is Jaquan Jackson and practice through a touchdown pass to Chris Carter, Chris Carter, yeah, nine yards in in the end zone. And the guy who's been big on this drive is Chris Brazel. So yeah, he's good. He's good. You know, I mean, look, Willie was saying that he hoped to have all these guys back this week. And I mean, he's fudging on the injuries. Okay. Because these guys are not playing. I mean, I'm watching the game right now. They're not playing, no. but anyhow, getting, so it's seven, nothing Tulane after they Correct. reviewed it and kicked the extra point. But to me, Kenny, look, here's the thing that's, that I find <coughs> disturbing about the numbers that we've just talked about. Every year, that is an emphasis when the Saints draft 
offensive yep. line, defensive line. Correct. And to me, that's the area that's let the football team down. Big time. Yeah, big time. Again, we could point to a lot of issues on this team. Safety position, ordinary to sometimes not so good. You know, then the quarterback, ordinary, you know, to not so good at times. Then the running game, not there. You know, beyond Alvin Kamara, no running backs that have produced at all. You know, wide receivers, inconsistent. You know, and I want to talk about that too. Uh, and injuries now starting to set in. So it's a little bit of everything, but to me the biggest disappointment of all, uh, along with Derek Carr not playing at a higher level, is their line play on both sides of the ball. And I think we are absolutely in agreement with that. All right, so wide receiver position, and we'll get to calls in a moment, 260-1061, the number to call. Chris Olave has been solid, but nothing special. Rashid Shaheed is a, you know, a big-time speed guy who can absolutely torch you deep. But he had two key penalties in the game the other day. and Including lining up offsides. Lining up offsides, which is unbelievably yeah. uh, you know, wrong. Just It's terrible, frankly. Michael Thomas is hurt. So, A.T. Perry. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy we're seeing this guy. We saw him make a nice catch over the middle. Saw him catch the touchdown pass as well. I'm, I'm glad this guy is playing. Uh, as I was saying from day one, I had no idea why they were dressing Keith Kirkwood over A.T. Perry, regardless of whether he's a rookie or not, because he's big, you know, he can run some, he's got ability, whether he's a rookie or not, and the other guy has done nothing in the NFL, with all due respect. So maybe A.T. Perry becomes part of this thing, and we'll see. And then the other perplexing thing, Ed, is, is Jawan Johnson. He's been invisible. I mean, he had mm -hmm. a big year last year, and I know he started off this year hurt, but, I mm -hmm. mean, he's – one or two targets, he's, he's not even part of this attack. And I'm not sure if that's scheme, injury, or the quarterback not going to him or what it is, but he's just not been part of this at all. Yeah, I, I have no idea there. I mean, and again, Taysom Hill not carrying the ball last week against a team that the best thing they do is rush the passer. Yes, absolutely. Why, why aren't you lining up in heavy formations and running the ball right at them, especially running the ball right at Daniil Hunter, who's their best pass rusher. Mm -hmm. I don't understand that. Somebody's going to have to explain that to me. No, I mean, they blitz all the time, and you can beat the blitz with a run for sure, you know, and you can beat the blitz with screen passes, but they set up screen passes very well, and then their linemen just whiff completely or block the wrong guys on screens. It's hard to believe when you watch that, frankly, uh, because some of those are set up well, and they just don't execute. It's all about the line play. So... Yeah, it's, it's a little bit of everything, and yet here they are leading the division. Bottom line is you still think they're going to win the division, right? Uh, you know, Kenny, look, uh, I think the division's going to come down to the last game against Atlanta. Mm -hmm. That's where I think it's – and I think if Atlanta wins this game next Sunday, I think the, the likelihood of that obviously increases quite a bit. And But, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't know what Atlanta's situation is at quarterback – it's not great, but they've got a, they've got a pretty good team. And uh, I mean, they don't have a pretty good team. They have an okay team. Um, but, you know, when I look at the Saints, I'm like, they have the, the lowest strength of win percentage in the NFC. And only Miami has a lower strength of win percentage in the entire NFL. So to me, I, I look at who teams are playing. 
And, and I think that's important. I think the schedule is important, and I know you do too. And I'm not saying Atlanta's played a great schedule, but they've played a better schedule than the Saints. Totally agree. All right. It is 504-260-1061, and here's Kurt in New Orleans. Hi, Kurt. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Good morning. How y'all doing? Good, Good buddy. I'll tell you what, Ed, I, I just want to echo that real quick. You know, Hill, you know, he's the only one running the ball with any success. He gets the window at the Hall of Fame after, the, you know, he breaks the record a couple weeks ago and he's not even in the game plan like he could be or should be the week later. It's no, there's no answer. Well, you know, here's, here's the you deal, know? Kurt. I'm, I'm lining yeah. up with him, okay? I'm lining up with him in the pistol, shotgun, whatever you want to call it. Yep. And I'm, I'm playing two tight ends. If I got two tight ends, I'm playing them. And I'm going to line up in a balanced formation, and I'm going to either run him or let him throw the ball. And I'm going to do that at least 15 or 20 snaps a game. Because against a team like that that likes to pin its ears back and go after the quarterback, I think it's the perfect remedy. And the thing about it is, is that you have the versatility offensively to do that. Why aren't you taking advantage of it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, eighteen and one. You know, seven carries. <laughs> the number continues. The you know numbers don't lie. You know, um, seven or more carries. Well, but, but here's the thing. Look, yeah. I, I'm reading. Yeah. I'm reading a book right now on Kindle. Okay, I'm reading a book right now mm-hmm. on Kindle about mm. about pro football focus and how much it's changed uh, mm. everything in the NFL. Well, every team in the NFL does business with pro football focus. They have all their numbers. They have all the analytics, and the Saints Mm. know that number. They know numbers that we have no idea because they (laughs) subscribe with them, and they've got all kind of numbers that that I don't think is available to everybody because teams have them. So why, if you know that, why aren't you taking advantage of that? I don't understand. Yeah. And we we definitely miss it on linemen. Ireland. Ireland, the last couple of years has not been as, as good as far as people turning out. Um, and I should well, follow I mean, Loomis, you know. Well, I, mean, I should follow, follow Sean Payton, too, okay? I mean, Sean yeah. Payton wants, yeah. wanted Cesar Ruiz. Sean Payton wanted Peyton Turner, you know? Mm. I, I, right. I just, I, I Marcus mean, I think Davin, Marcus, Marcus Davenport. Davenport. I mean, Marcus yeah. Davenport, yeah. Mar- Marcus Davenport is a tease. Mm. He, looks mm. like, he looks like a pro football Hall of Famer for, for a game. And then the next five games, and then the next five games, he's hurt. So yeah. I, I, you know, and yeah. he's hurt again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. to me, when you look at what's yeah. happened to this team, not only not only has there the reason they won, in my opinion, Kurt, in twenty twenty one, even after mm-hmm. Breeze left and with Jameis at quarterback, because mm-hmm. up front they could still kick people's tails. Okay. Yeah. They can't yeah. do that anymore. This is my this is my fair question, and I know I know um, Carr hasn't been protected at all like he should be. It's a shame he's banged up after a healthy career he's had with the Raiders. But is he? And this is a this is a question going around locally. You know, it, it needs it needs to be answered. And I respect your you you and you know Kenny opinion more than anybody. Um, is he holding on to the ball too long? Is any of it his fault? And, and, and maybe it is a little bit. But you know you know Winston comes in there. It's the instant connection with. Alave, which you know, I know he was trying to win the game. I know he had two picks, but is he holding on to the ball indecisively too long? It seemed like he's patting it and 
And that, uh, you know, they show, I, they show you Let know. me ask you this, Kurt. Is everybody well, open or not? Well, that's the thing, too. You know, are people mean, getting I mean, off I mean, the that's, block? That's, yeah. Yeah, is, is everybody open? Okay. I mean, is, is, is he, he, he doesn't seem to be extending plays like other quarterbacks do, like he kind of was earlier in the season. But you're right. I mean, you're right. You got to come off of, um, mm-hmm. come off of blocks, and uh, you, you've got to, you know, you got to get open. But uh, that seems to be the, you know, the burning question. Is, you know, why don't he let the ball go? Why don't he just let the ball go and trust his receivers more? But they got to be open as well. You know. Yeah. Um, I I couldn't disagree more. I couldn't agree more, Kurt. Stuff, man. Hey, y'all have a great uh, Saturday. Thank you so you much. Too, Thank you too, okay. You got it. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of it's a little bit of both. Guy's not getting open and holding the ball. Uh, the flip side is he doesn't turn it over, but you got to make plays. So it's a little bit of both. All right, let's take one more call before the break because uh, let's check in with Joe in Mandeville. Hey, Joe, thanks for the call. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Hey, Joe, you there? No Joe? Okay, no Joe. So with that, let's take a break. It's 504-260-1061. 504-260-1061. Back in a moment. As the Three Tailgater Show continues here on Nash Icon 1061 FM and at NashFM1061.com. Inside New Orleans, if it's New Orleans sports, culture, food, Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher is talking about it. Weekdays at 4 on 1061 Nash Icon and available online anytime at NashFM1061.com. Life Resources Ministries exists for showing men the way, building men to spiritual maturity, and preparing God's people for service. Life Resources Ministries has Bible studies in person and via Skype throughout the metro area, along with outreaches weekly on Wednesdays at Piccadilly Cafeteria on Clearview Parkway in Metairie. There are business forums and fellowship meetings as well. Life Resources also puts on major outreach prep breakfasts with national speakers up to four to five times per year. Visit us online at liferesources.net. Life Resources Ministries, leaders investing for eternity. Celebrating 90 years of excellence, the All-State Sugar Bowl is one of college football's most enduring traditions. And for nearly a century, the Sugar Bowl delivers for New Orleans, for Louisiana, and for the region. Major events, big tourism, and a national spotlight each and every year. And this season, it's even bigger. The college football playoff semifinal at the 90th All-State Sugar Bowl, New Year's Day in the Dome. The Sugar Bowl is presented by All-State, Louisiana Tourism, and New Orleans & Company. As Saints fans, we all know hard work is necessary to achieve something great. And at Dudley DeBosier, we had to start small and dream big. At first, it was just a couple of lawyers and a whole lot of hard work. Now we have offices all across the state, a team of over 200 strong, and we're helping more people than ever before. Call the law firm that knows what it's like to turn passion into success. Demand Dudley DeBosier, official injury lawyers of the New Orleans Saints. 444-4444. Chad Dudley, New Orleans, LA 231565. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. It's See Better Drive Safer Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Replace your worn-out wiper blades and get up to a $20 O'Reilly gift card after rebate when you purchase a pair of select wiper blades. See store for details. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades for free. Stop by your O'Reilly Auto Parts store or O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same, but is 95% cheaper and you can get it online? Go to hymns.com joy. Through hymns, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, and the process is 100% online. To start your free online visit, go to hymns.com joy. That's himscom joy. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. It's See Better, Drive Safer Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Replace your worn-out wiper blades and get up to a $20 O'Reilly gift card after rebate when you purchase a pair of select wiper blades. See store for details. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades for free. Stop by your O'Reilly Auto Parts store or O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same, but is 95% cheaper and you can get it online? Go to hymns.com joy. Through hymns, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, and the process is 100% online. To start your free online visit, go to hymns.com joy. That's H-I-M-S.com slash J-O-Y. If you want to be treated right, you go to Bergeron. Bergeron will give you the best deal. You just know you can trust these people. They're from here. They get me. You know, buying a car doesn't have to be a scary experience. It's anything but a Bergeron. Everybody knows that. Everybody. I grew up with a Bergeron. I went to school with a Bergeron. This is the fourth car I've bought from here. That makes me a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a bourgeois. Get out of here. I'm a Bergeron. Everybody knows a Bergeron. Bergeron Automotive on Veterans in Metairie. We know life can hit us with the unexpected when losing a loved one. New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service is here to help. You're never alone. Simple direct cremation for only $1,195. That's right, only $1,195 with no hidden charges or fees. Please give us a call at 504-218-5554 or visit our website at neworleanscremationservice.com. Great service with an exceptional price guarantee. New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service, celebrating life. Don't be shy. Join in the conversation with Ken and Ed on the Three Tailgaters Show on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. Call now, 504-260-1061. Michael Pratt, nine-yard touchdown pass to Chris Brazel, two-lane 14, FAU nothing. Just started the second quarter, early second quarter. We said Michael Pratt, you know, Needed the return of that form. Well, Ed, what is he doing today? 12 of well, 14, 145 yeah. yards and two touchdowns. And two touchdowns. He's been fantastic. Yeah, and Remitich is playing. He played in that last series. Uh, but we haven't seen uh, Jaquan or um, Keys. And Brazel, uh, six receptions for 89 yards and a touchdown. Big time. So, you know what? Hey, look, this is uh, – 
this is the kind of game they need. They, and they, what they need to do is they need to, they need to keep the pedal to the metal. Yep. Played four quarters. Haven't done that in a while. All right, we'll keep you posted. Last night, New Orleans Pelicans showed us what they're capable of doing. They beat the NBA champion Denver Nuggets 115-110. to 110. For one half last night, this was an outrageously good basketball team. The Pelicans dominated the Nuggets in the first half and had a 69-53 lead at the half. Then Denver closed as you knew it would. Denver got within a point late, but the Pelicans played good defense. And Zion Williamson, Brandon Ingram, and Herb Jones, he scored four points in the last four minutes to put the game away, 115-110. It was truly a team win for New Orleans. Zion Williamson, 26.6 assists. Jonas Valanciunas, 22 points, eight rebounds. Brandon Ingram, 21 points, eight assists. Najee Marshall off the bench with 12 points, 10 points for Dyson Daniels. You know, Matt Ryan made three three-pointers. Uh, Jordan Hawkins had seven points off the bench. So uh, they shot 52% from the field, and, and as impressively, if not more impressively, 12 of 23 from three-point range, 52%. Had they shot free throws any good, the game wouldn't have been that close. They were 11 of 21 from the line, just 52%. And Zion not shooting them well at all this year. He's 5'11 from the line. But overall, this is a signature win. Coming off of a really good game against Dallas where they played very well, they were even better last night. To get to 6-6, six and six, they had that five-game swoon. Now you're looking at, okay, we're going to get healthier. You know, when is it going to be? Jose Alvarado is close, very close. Dre Murphy, we expect before the end of the month, if all goes well. Uh, let's see what happens with C.J. McCollum. Said he's progressing. And Larry Nance with a broken rib. So, in the meantime, Ed, they're developing some depth. Matt Ryan's been consistently solid for this team. Jordan Hawkins goes back to the bench now, you know, and he's developed already as a nice option. Najee Marshall's back, and we know what he does. He competes very, very well. So, you got three good options there. You get Alvarado back and Murphy back. Now you're looking like you've got the kind of depth that you really hope you would have. Well, I mean, look, the, the, the question with them has never been, I don't think their roster is the availability of their roster. And you look at their roster at the, last year when they had everybody healthy mm-hmm. in December, they were the best team in the NBA at that time. Or awfully close to it, don't you think? Well, they were certainly in the conversation, yes. They had the best record in the Western Conference. Yeah. I mean, you know, they they, they know what to do. And um, I just think that uh, it's it's uh, it's one of those things where, you know, you they, they just have to find a way to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's the conversation forever and a day now, but it's still applicable to this team. But certainly you can see the potential. Dyson Daniels is improving as an overall player. A young player, you know, and, and you would expect that. Jordan Hawkins has done nice things for a rookie. They had to lean on him heavily early because of the injuries, and he had some rough games, but he's had some really good games as well. You know, Ingram does what Ingram does. You know, Herb Jones is that ultimate glue guy, great defender, can score occasionally and rebound the ball. Valanciunas is who he is. He's going to give you what he gives you every night. He's tough. And Najee Marshall competes. You know, he's a role player, but a solid one of that. And Ryan's been a pleasant surprise with his consistent three-point shooting. Trey Murphy was 
I think, a blossoming star at the end of last year. He was really good. And Alvarado, we know what he brings to this team and his energy. So you can see the potential, and you're never going to have everybody totally healthy. But if you had McCollum and Alvarado and Murphy, you know, to what they have right now with the eight-man rotation, man, it's pretty, it's pretty impressive. And I didn't even mention Nance. So that's right. really another. That's really another guy. I mean, that's 12 mm-hmm. guys that you absolutely feel good about putting on the floor with. You can't mm-hmm. play 12, but it gives you those options. And as I mentioned, it kind of takes care of itself because nobody's always going to be totally healthy. Mm-hmm. What did you think of that court, Kenny? <laughs> well, I'll get my wife to comment on the court. <laughs> we were talking about that last night. And I guess it's one of those things where you either love it or you hate it, right? I don't think there's any in between. Here's what I know. They're playing well with that court the way it is, so that's all good. There you have it. But I yeah. mean, what the, what the NBA is doing, you know, they're just trying to get attention during the football season. That's all they're doing. That's what this is. Right. Because the in-season tournament doesn't mean anything. You're not playing for anything. You're not – there's not a – a trophy, there's not a – you don't get a postseason playoff bid by winning the in-season tournament. So what does it accomplish? What mm-hmm. is it really all about? It's much mm-hmm. ado about nothing except alternate uniforms, flavored courts, and trying to create some level of attention for the sport in a time where it doesn't get as much attention. That's the way I view it. Mm-hmm. I hope that's a good answer for you. No, I think it's great. I, I, I just think they ought to play fewer games and start on Christmas Day. Yeah, we yeah, that's never going to happen, but we no. said that forever. But, hey, to each his own, if you like the court, great. If you like the black and green uniforms, great. And if you don't, great. That's your prerogative. Just like LSU is going to wear an alternate uniform in football tonight, some are going to like it and some are going to hate it because they like the traditional LSU football uniform. So, again, beauty's in the eye of the beholder, and we respect all opinions regardless. As for me, looking at it, I don't know. It's kind of makes me squint my eyes a little bit, but that's that's me. So it's all good. It's all well, good. you know the bottom if, line if, is if you can have line, red, if you can have red turf and yeah. blue turf in football facilities, mm-hmm. you can have purple courts. Okay. Yeah. You know. You know what, Kenny? The bottom line is, it just it just looked like a fun night, yeah. and you know it's it's one of those nights where. I went to the St. Aug Curtis game last night, uh-huh. and I had a blast, okay? It, yeah. w- it was a fun game to watch, but it's one of those nights where you wish you could have been at two places at one time. It was just yeah. fun to watch. Mm-hmm. All right, it's 5-0. One segment to go, and we'll do that right after this as we continue here on the 3 Tailgate Show on Nash Icon 106.1 FM and at NashFM1061.com. Celebrating 90 years of excellence, the All-State Sugar Bowl is one of college football's most enduring traditions. And for nearly a century, the Sugar Bowl delivers for New Orleans, for Louisiana, and for the region. Major events, big tourism, and a national spotlight each and every year. And this season, it's even bigger. The college football playoff semifinal at the 90th All-State Sugar Bowl, New Year's Day in the Dome. The Sugar Bowl is presented by All-State, Louisiana Tourism, and New Orleans & Company. Thanksgiving is a time to spend with loved ones. While we get our fill of turkey and football, let's not forget to keep everyone safe. Don't drink and drive. 
Wishing you and your family a happy Thanksgiving from your friends at 1061 Nash Icon and Dudley DeBosier Injury Lawyers. Bobby Iver's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouthwatering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. Exergen thermometers are proven to be more accurate than non-contact thermometers. With children back at school, keeping them healthy is important. Clinical studies have proven that non-contact thermometers are inaccurate and can miss fevers. Accuracy matters. That's why the Exergen thermometer is trusted and used by medical professionals. Exergen thermometers are available at Walgreens and other participating retailers. Choose a trusted and accurate thermometer for personal use. Learn more about why accuracy matters at exergen.com. Diamonds Direct's last and largest sale of the year is this weekend. Get an incredible 20% off virtually everything. Rings, earrings, pendants, bracelets. Save an extra 20% off Diamonds Direct's already unbeatable prices. This is the big one with an expanded selection and in-store designer appearances all weekend. Special financing, too. Lowest prices of the year starting Friday. Get details and more at DiamondsDirect.com. Open this Sunday for this extraordinary once-a-year store-wide event. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Get early access to Macy's Black Friday specials and save big on gifts for everyone on your list right now while supplies last. Like winter-ready women's sweaters, $12.99 to $19.99. Fine jewelry, 60 to 75% off. And cozy up to comfy throws, just $9.99 to $39.99. Plus, get your online order even faster with store pickup, now at Macy's. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. If you want to be treated right, you go to Bergeron. Bergeron will give you the best deal. You just know you can trust these people. They're from here. They get me. You know, buying a car doesn't have to be a scary experience. It's anything but a Bergeron. Everybody knows that. Everybody. I grew up with a Bergeron. I went to school with a Bergeron. This is the fourth car I've bought from here. That makes me a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a bourgeois. Get out of here. I'm a Bergeron. Everybody knows a Bergeron. Bergeron Automotive on Veterans in Metairie. We're winding down on the Three Tailgaters Show at 504-260-1061. Now back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels. Well, the LSU women's basketball team won at Southeastern, but that's not the story. The story is Angel Reese. Benched in the previous game in the second half, she wasn't even at Southeastern, and Kim Mulkey said she wasn't going to talk about it other than it was a coach's decision. Ed, is there trouble in paradise here already? Well, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of... Um... There's a, a, a lot of celebrating in the offseason, and, uh, um, you know, and I think there's a, you know, fame can get in the way of a lot of things, and it wouldn't surprise me if, um, if, if that's part of the issue here. Um, you know, I think you, you have a different 
a different dynamic too this year too. You got you you're bringing in transfers. I I don't know how all of that meshes. It meshed perfectly last year. Yep. Um, I, I just think there's you know. Again, it's the year after, but when when you start talking about how much money you're making in NIL, and I don't begrudge any of the any of the athletes that, um, you know, Van Lith is is not is not a point guard, but she's playing point guard. Um, I I just think there's there's probably some things going on that that we don't know about. I I I, I just don't you know the 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 attitude that the coach uh, gave reporters. Over the week, I think uh, I don't know. I, I think that's kind of poor, to be honest. She doesn't with you. need to tell you anything, but it's all about whether you, you know what you say yeah. and how you say it. I suppose. Right. I mean, so which 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 you could have said was, look, you know, uh, it's an internal issue. I really right. don't care to address it. I hope you understand. I ha- I know you have a job to do, and right. just move on. Okay. But to tell yeah. people off like she told people off, uh, I think is something that. I know she doesn't believe this, but that kind of stuff catches up with you, okay? And um, um, I, I just, I, I just think it was probably not handled in the best fashion. So only time will tell if this is an ongoing issue and if it really. Yeah, and of course, Angel Angel Reese posted something on TikTok. Sorry to interrupt you, Kenny, but Angel Reese posted something on TikTok, of course, this morning. You know, uh, thanking her boyfriend for supporting her during this difficult time. So um, I, I don't I don't know. It just seems like there's a lot of drama around this group. And, and frankly, um, I, I, I don't know how that's a good thing. Handled it well last year, not so much thus far this year. But I will say this, Michaela Williams is a stud. She's a really good player.